0: The left wing indoctrination of school children continues and it's getting worse. Joe Biden and his team have no answers for rising inflation. Plus, as a border crisis continues, a federal judge has stepped in to temporarily halt Biden's removal of Title 42. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13 minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday, I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna start with the ongoing push from the radical left to indoctrinate and sexualize America's children. This goes hand in hand with the push for critical race theory, which separates children into oppressors and the oppressed and seeks to divide children based on race. The left is relentless in its pursuit to twist the minds of children and groom them to be future radicals. That's what the left sees as the function of government-run schools. It's to use the classroom as a training ground for future BLM or Antifa activists. What's going on now that the left did not expect is that parents are fighting back. They want children to learn math and English and maybe things like patriotism. Instead, we have teachers, administrators, and school boards pushing racial division And then making statements with a straight face that CRT doesn't even exist. Well, we are way past that now. These same people are also going out of their way to push sexual topics onto young children and trying to get around parents in order to do it. There are lesson plans that do this, and there are books as well. In a recent story in the New York Post, yet another book was put in a New York City reading list for 10 and 11 year olds, which talks about sexual orientation Gender identity and also throws in anti religious rhetoric, pro democrat statements, and AOC. Yep, it has it all. Here's the story New York City school kids are learning their AOCs. A book intended for 10 and 11 year olds, which glorifies socialist Alexandra Ocasio Cortez and her far left squad, Knox Religion, and mocks Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, is being distributed to public school libraries parents told the Post. The book, What You Don't Know, A Story of Liberated Childhood, was written and illustrated by Brooklynite Anastasia Higginbotham and appears on a fifth grade independent reading list labeled Universal Mosaic. The DOE's new Mosaic curriculum is supposed to kick off next year. The left keeps pushing and pushing and pushing, and for decades they face no resistance. Because of that, They keep getting more and more extreme, and only now have we reached the point where we are truly fighting back. The facts are simple, friends. Kids need to be kids. They need to play. They need to be taught basic subjects. They do not need to be subjected to political or sexual indoctrination. Here is a clip of the author talking about the main themes of this book.
1: We have a child who before kindergarten dances and plays and paints their face and and invents stories and feels free in the world and then they go to school and they get called terrible names. Um, and it's just like ah, what is happening here at school and they get yelled at for acting like a girl, whatever that means and. Um, they get uh, they're experiencing the racism of like always being in trouble like them and the other black and brown kids in, in the class are always in trouble and like the white kids are always on the green, which means you're not in trouble, you have to go ahead. And um, they're just like, ah, school.
0: Yep, this fun-loving gay kid was doing great until he went to school and was traumatized by the white students and white teachers who let the white students get away with everything. Of course, the author points out that not everyone in the school is straight, white, and racist.
1: But at school, they find people who really watch out for them and um, They introduce us to Moxie, their best friend, who's queer like they are. And um, Addie, the radical librarian, and Mizzo, the teacher who loves me. And Mr. Vasquez, the counselor, who's also queer.
0: Addie, the radical librarian. That's not a stretch for sure, because we see more and more clips, like from libs of TikTok, on teachers who use their classrooms as training grounds for future radicals, future left-wing activists. The author talks about another major area of her book, and that is the blasting of religion.
1: And there she's cussing at her phone because she's reading the latest news about endangering trans kids' lives, you know, and and often the people who are endangering queer, endangering queer and trans kids claim to be Christian and avow this Christianity, this version of Christianity, which is extremely violent and uh, inexcusable.
0: There's a lot more along that angle in the book, but then the author gets political too, pointing out the evil Mitch McConnell. But then when talking about the good people, she points out Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, and Ilhan Omar. Anti-Republican, anti-religion, and it's on a reading list for kids. The list also includes titles such as I'm not a girl, about being transgender, Which was on a first grade reading list. Another book on the list that has upset parents is Our Skin, which blames the idea of race and racism on white people. It's on the kindergarten reading list. Friends, whether we are talking about books or classroom lectures, there are certain topics that small children should not be exposed to. And yet, not only is this going on, but teachers are telling students not to talk about it with their parents. The left is trying to completely take charge of children's lives and cut parents out altogether. But we're not gonna take it. Around the country, we are demonstrating that the party of education, parents and children is not the Democrat party. They have gone so far to the left. It's just woke radical extremism now. All right, next, let's talk about Joe Biden and inflation. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, Hit that subscribe button. Make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next we're gonna talk about inflation because if there is one thing that really reveals the incompetency of the Biden administration, it's inflation. Inflation hits like a punch to the gut for American families. Biden talks about taxing the rich. Inflation is a tax on every single person and there's nothing that will get the American public fired up more than their purchasing power going down. Biden's director of the National Economic Council was on CNN this weekend trying to defend Biden and the state of the economy. Here's how the exchange started.
1: Let's talk about inflation. It is still near the highest levels in four decades. I want to play what President Biden said about this issue almost a year ago compared to what he's saying now. By the way, talk of inflation. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. I want every American to know that I'm taking inflation uh, very seriously and it's my top domestic priority.
0: Brian, how did the administration get that so wrong? It's going to pop up for a little bit and go back down. That's what Biden said a year ago. Now, things are worse, but yet it's Biden's top priority. Here's a response from Brian Deese, on all the challenges his poor boss is facing. Look, a lot of things have changed over the course of the last year, and we've dealt with a lot of unexpected challenges. As I mentioned, the delta wave of COVID, Omicron on top of that, and more recently, Putin's invasion of Ukraine, which has sent gyration through global energy markets. What's most important for the American people to understand right now is they have a president who is making clear, as you just played, that inflation is his top economic priority. Omicron and Putin. Are you kidding me? These Biden folks keep saying the same thing, and no one is buying it. Omicron was the wave that Biden said was going to lead to a winter of hospitalizations and death for the unvaccinated. It didn't. And then, of course, there's Putin, who seems to be the source of everything bad happening to Joe Biden. The real key to take out of Deese's statement is that it's Biden's top priority. But what does that mean? Deese then lists three actions to fix inflation. The first... Was letting the Federal Reserve do its thing. And then he added these. Second, we need to lower costs for families, make things more affordable for them during this economic transition. And third, we need to reduce the federal deficit. If we reduce the federal deficit, we will help to reduce price pressures in the economy. We've made a lot of progress on that because of the president's policies, but we can do more. So Biden is going to work to lower costs, which is just a ridiculous statement because Biden just can't make costs go down simply by saying something. Costs go down when inflation goes down, not the other way around. What Deese is meaning there is more taxpayer spending to make other things appear cheaper. But when the government decides to print money in bogus stimulus, guess what? Inflation goes up. So right there, one of the remedies is actually one of the causes. And then he seriously mentioned reducing the deficit. The Biden administration is spending, spending, spending he's done nothing to reduce the deficit, nothing at all. But hey, it's Biden's top priority, right? So how does all this play with the American people? Not well at all. On CBS's Face the Nation, Biden's performance was addressed through some new national polling.
2: Well, on inflation, it's not good. His handling of inflation and his ratings for that are low. But there's another component of this, and that is a majority of the public, two thirds, feel like the administration has been slow to react or slow to react to events as they come up. Of course, that's been a critique on inflation and on other matters. It's also starting to stick a little among his party, among Democrats, who are also now more likely to say that and then the, that the economy
0: is bad. So that's tough politically. 70% disapproval on handling inflation with key Democrat groups saying Biden is slow to react. Well, that's obvious but when Biden's own party starts to turn against things, then you're in really bad shape. All right, next let's talk about Title 42 and the Southern border after a word from our sponsor. I wanna tell you about my friends over at World Fair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, WorldFair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that World Fair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. Okay, next let's talk about what's going on at America's southern border, because just as the COVID protocol known as Title 42 was set to expire due to a Biden policy, a judge has stepped in and said, not so fast. This ruling was great news to Border Patrol agents, but it was also welcome news to some vulnerable Democrats who see the flood of illegal border crossings being the last straw with voters, who are ready to throw all the Democrats out of office. Here's the story. Judge Robert Summerhay said in his Friday ruling that the president and his team ran afoul of the Administrative Procedure Act By cutting too many corners in its attempt to lift Title 42, a section of public health law that let the U.S. keep out most illegal border crossers because of the threat they pose of COVID-19 spread. He sided with Republican-led states that said they would bear the brunt of a wave of migrants expected to flood the border once Title 42 ended and should have been able to weigh in with the administration before it announced last month that it was terminating the border shutdown. Title 42 was set to end today, but because of this ruling, Title 42 will stay in place at least for the time being. And as far as some border state Democrats who are facing re-election are concerned, the longer Title 42 stays in place, the better. Here's more. Some Democrats, particularly those facing tough reelection races in border states, welcome the judge's ruling saying they too felt the administration was rushing to reopen the border without a plan for handling the surge of migrants, which was expected to reach as many as half a million people a month. I have made my concerns regarding the lifting of Title 42 very clear, said Representative Vicente Gonzalez, a Texas Democrat whose district runs from the border up to near San Antonio. In Arizona, Senator Mark Kelly, another Democrat, said his constituents have paid the price for Washington's policy failures. He said Friday that the judge's ruling isn't a permanent answer. Of course, that's just the Democrats who are struggling to hold on to office. Isn't it revealing what politicians will say when facing the wrath of voters? Other Democrats, however, those who are safe and can toe the party line, are blasting the ruling. The chairman of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, Democrat Raul Ruiz, called the ruling outrageous and that Title 42 denies asylum seekers their legal rights. What he won't say is what we all know. Most of these illegal border crossers are not asylum seekers. They are not fleeing political persecution. They are not refugees either. The word is simply out on the street that under Joe Biden, if you illegally cross the border, you're good to go. And just look at how 2022 is shaping up. Remember that 2021 was record-breaking. Well, 2022 is even worse. The red line here represents 2021 numbers for each month of the fiscal year. Every single month of 2022 has been worse. That's what border patrol agents are facing and Biden wants to make it worse by ending Title 42. What we should do is put a two-year halt on immigration and fix the system. No more letting people in just to disappear assigning them a court date that they'll never show up for. No, close the border and don't reopen it again until the situation is fixed. Instead, Biden has given us open borders and we're seeing the results. All right, next I just have to mention the latest comments from Biden's new White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, because as much as I can't stand Jen Psaki, at least she seemed to know what she was doing. She dodged and deflected and wouldn't answer questions or put left wing spin on things. Sure, she did all of that. But she did it because she knew what she was doing. Saki's replacement literally appears clueless. Here's Jean-Pierre when asked about taxes and costs. How does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans?
2: So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well right? Especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair ta- tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings that the most fortunate people in our nation and not let this, this, that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this ex- existential problem.
0: What? She was asked how raising corporate taxes was supposed to lower consumer costs and she goes off on climate change? That's just one example. Here's one: I'm paying for rising gas prices. And final question on gas prices: Americans are now spending $5,000 a year on gasoline. That's almost double what they did a year ago. Where are people supposed to go to get all that extra cash?
2: To get the extra cash to pay for gas? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that we've been very clear about is to do everything in our power uh, to make sure uh, that we lower cost. You know, it is important. We see it. The president understands what the American people is is going through.
0: That made no sense, but we did learn that Biden supposedly understands what's going on. And then we come to this past weekend aboard Air Force One. Jean Pierre was asked about baby formula and her ums, urs, and you knows rival even Kamala Harris. Can you say when parents in the U.S. who are trying to get baby formula will be able to readily? you know, get baby formula.
2: Look, you know, the president, you know, you've heard us say this, the president understands the struggle of moms and dads and parents and caregivers and making sure that, uh, you know, making sure that we get a child has, uh, you know, a healthy, a healthy, a healthy way of eating, a healthy formula is and safe and safe formula is our
0: number one priority. Wow, that's just a whole lot of nothing. But when pressed on the timeline for baby formula, Jean-Pierre did add this.
2: I don't have a timeline for you yet. We want to exp- exp- you know, make sure it goes very quickly uh, because it's so critical and we know what, what families are going through. Uh, I, but I don't have an exact timeline. Clearly, clearly, we want this to happen as fast as possible, as quickly as possible.
0: If you're like me, I bet you're just so thankful that the Biden team wants this situation fixed as fast as possible and as quickly as possible. I had no idea they were that focused on it. If only Jean-Pierre could have said expedite, she might have saved herself some extra words. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Friday evening at the usual time, 6:30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.